I'm thankful that mentors taught me years ago. There's a time to be offended and there's a time to shrug it off. Well, sometimes you can get popped in the face and you're not going to recover ever. So I'm not saying I have the answers of when to do what. And I make a lot of mistakes on this. But I'm thankful that mentors taught me years ago. There's a time to be offended and there's a time to shrug it off. There's a time to be offended. And there's a time to welcome the offense because it makes you stronger as a person. You know what Arnold Schwarzenegger? It's cool. I was over at his house. Hey, check out these pictures I got. I was at his house. He gave me two pictures. Well, it was a little charity auction. He didn't give them to me. <laughs> But one of the things that I love his story when he was growing up, he was always naturally, he said, stronger in his upper body. He had a perfect chest, big arms, you know, seven-time Mr. Olympia. But his legs were his weaker point. He said most bodybuilders didn't want people, they were sensitive. They didn't want people to see their weaknesses. They would cover up their weaknesses. So like he said, if it, he knew some bodybuilders, if their legs were weak, they would wear long pants. And if their upper body was good, they would wear a tank top so people could see everything good about them and they cover all the weaknesses. But Arnold said, forget that. I'm gonna get tough, I'm gonna motivate myself. And he would wear shorts which showed the whole world how little his legs were. And he would wear baggy sweaters so the world couldn't see his strength. See, he was actually toughening himself up. He was taking his weakest points and putting them out there so that people would make fun of him and laugh at him and say, this dude ain't a top bodybuilder. Look at those little pencil legs. Where's leg? It's leg day. Don't skip leg day. And everything he could defend himself with, he hid. And you know how he did that? He said, it gets you out of bed in the morning. We live in a world people write me all the time. Ty, I procrastinate. I, where do you find the motivation? Sometimes you might find the motivation in people offending you. The other day, if you saw my little video on Instagram, somebody's like, Ty, you can only shoot from the top of the key. You can't shoot from the baseline. So I just whipped out the camera, started hitting baseline shots. And baseline actually is my weakest area to shoot basketball from. And so I said, I'm going to use this idiot who tried to offend me, but now I'm not offended. This guy's my fuel. This dude who meant to do me harm for whatever reason, whatever issues he had, he's actually my salvation. My salvation and my bad shot on the baseline. Do that, tweak your mind. You're only free when you're the master of your thoughts. One of the greatest uh, philosophers, uh, uh, sorry, not philosophers, one of the greatest thinkers and scientists and psychologists was Sigmund Freud. He's, you know, Sigmund Freud is, one of the founders of modern psychology over a century ago, he said that pain, pain, which is what people experience when they're offended, pain is subjective. Now, some pain isn't. If you, you know, drop a, at one time I dropped the weight on my toe, lifting weights, like two, 300 pounds on my foot. That was real pain. But some pain, like I said about Arnold Schwarzenegger, Someone making fun of his legs, he turned it into not pain because the end result was he had badass. In fact, he was so self-conscious about his legs and he highlighted into the world that he flew to South Africa. He trained under a man named Reg Park who showed him how to do calf raises uh, correctly. He wasn't doing them right. That's why he had little legs. And he went back from South Africa after he was trained by this mentor. He had been driven there, motivated to go there because of people making fun of him, but he had taken it correctly, gotten stronger, gotten fuel motivated. And when he came back, people said, we don't believe you. We think you had surgery to get your calves so big. He said, no, I just had people talking crap about me. And every time I was in the gym, I want to give up. 
I just put another 100 pounds on the calf raise, donkey calf raises, all this stuff. And he became a machine. You got to do the same in your life. You know? That's why I was saying, going back to obesity or people being broke. If I say broke, people say, oh, you shouldn't talk. The other day, today I posted something on Instagram. I said, you know, don't try to fix stupid people. Number one, you rarely can do it, and it takes up a lot of damn time. Just move on to the good people in the world. People say, Ty, you shouldn't say the world's stupid because, you know, who's, who are you to say? Ah, oh, we all know what's stupid. Come on. Shut, shut up. <laughs> you don't know what a stupid person. You telling me it's all in the eye of the beholder? No, there's genuine. And I, I'm not talking about IQ. I'm not talking about people developmentally, you know, who are handicapped. You think that's what I was talking about? Don't help Handicap people, of course that's not what I'm talking about. Of course you always help the helpless. That's, the, that's pure religion right there. I don't care what religion you are, help the helpless. I'm talking about people who are stupid, ignorant, but people were offended that I hadn't picked, they couldn't just get the gist of what I posted. Now, most, like 90% of the comments were positive, but you always got that 10%. People gotta find a way to get butt hurt. And that's the modern politically correct. It's overly politically correct. I'm all for a little political correctness, but I'm also for a little bit of not. <laughs> you call me. One thing I've liked about social media, people are like, what have you learned from social media? Well, I learned a lot. Reached over 200 million people. I've learned a lot about psychology. I've learned about mass, I've learned about trends. I've learned about mass psychology, how, how the 25 cognitive biases affect people, social proof, association biases, con, these are co more complex concepts, you know, Kantian fairness and reciprocity bias and urgency, all those things. I've, but one of the things that I've learned is that this kind of sensitivity is feeding on itself and it's getting worse, not better. It's feeding on itself. See, 100 years ago, all the sensitive people were afraid to say something. They didn't have a forum. They didn't have social media. They just kind of stepped themselves. So in some ways, the world's better. Now, if you're an introverted, shy person, you've got a platform to speak out, and you can leave a YouTube comment on Instagram, and your voice can be heard. Like I said, it's a balance. Part of that's great, and part of it's not. So if you're interested in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and want to learn how to make money with Bitcoin, I'm opening up a brand new Bitcoin crypto academy for you. Crypto is starting to fundamentally change everything from currencies to the very structure behind the internet. And if you don't understand it, you will be left behind. Remember, if you had put $100 into Bitcoin in 2010, you would have over $100 million right now. I don't want you to miss out on the coming opportunities offered by Bitcoin in the cryptocurrency space. So I brought in the best experts in the game, the people that are teaching me and training me, and I'm gonna share that with you because it's not too late to understand Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the blockchain and to make money with it. So to sign up for my new Bitcoin Crypto Academy and learn how to invest, how to make money in this new exciting space, I'm gonna open up room for a few of you to have early access to the new online mentor mastermind. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast to learn more. So I'm testing the mastermind. So I'm just gonna let a few of you in at a low price and uh, it's already filling up quickly. So if you wanna get in, I'll let a few of you in. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast, all one word, tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast. If the course is closed, when you get to the page, put in your name in the waiting list, you missed out on the first round. Uh, and if you see it, welcome to the group. Glad you didn't procrastinate. Okay, back to the show. Some people, 100 years ago, they used to stay 
you know, away from the crowds and not and used to be super shy. Some of them were crazy. That's why they didn't want to talk to anybody. And they used to just sit in their basement and whatever. I don't know what they did a hundred years ago. Write pen pal letters. But now one of those idiots can get on YouTube and Instagram and spend eight hours just. For, and Psychology Today did a fascinating study on this. What I'm saying is not just my opinion. It's hard science. If you Google the psychology of uh, of comments, commenters. You can just Google that phrase. Psychology Today, one of the biggest publications, did extensive scientific research on this. And they found, yes, it's true. Most of the people leaving weird comments on Instagram and YouTube, Facebook and all this, are people who have literally classic psychological impairments. They're psychotic. They're Machiavellian. It's called the dark triad. There's actually something called the dark dyad. And there's the, the and so there's even sadistic things, like people who like to kill animals. You know, 100 years ago, they were like torturing animals. Now they can try to get and torture you. Go on your Facebook. So here's what I learned after reaching a couple hundred million people have watched my stuff just on Facebook, not even counting YouTube. But let's just say 100, 200 million people. So I've gotten a, a broad survey from over 150 countries. It's not just my experience from L.A. or you know, 40-year-olds or 20-year-olds or males or females. There's a broad audience. One thing that I've learned that's very fascinating is that you can toughen up. Because when I first got on social media, it's like, oh man, there's people, and your brain gravitates toward the negativity. It's called the negativity bias of the brain. And so your brain gravitates, when you get a negative comment on your Facebook, even if you got 10 nice ones, you get one a-hole, then you're like, all you can think about all day is like, oh. I know one of the most famous people in the world. I'm not gonna say their name, an A-list celebrity, A-plus list celebrity that I did an interesting talk with and they read all their comments because they're, you know, so even, uh, I don't care if you have five followers or five million followers, this affects everybody. And so what happens that I had to learn, which is I'm very happy it happened, is I went through this process of at first you're like, wow, because we're not used to reaching that many people. A hundred years ago, you couldn't reach many people. I mean, maybe you wrote a book or a newspaper, but it wasn't like now where you see people getting a million social media followers in a month, right? And all of a sudden they can reach a million people and so the world opens up. So as I did that, I was like, man, this is interesting because I had to go through that process of hardening up. Now you call me a name, you're like, oh, Ty Lopez, you're blah, blah, I think it's funny, I read my mean tweets, I laugh. I actually took my office and had them post the meanest comments because it's just like boxing, it's just like jujitsu, it's just like kickboxing, you must spar. And sparring is the process of fighting against the person in a controlled environment. Now, when people leave a negative comment to you, when people talk crap, when you try to do something, people are going to talk crap to you. If it's online, it's a controlled environment. They can't reach through and punch you in the face. <clears throat> you know, if it's in person, you might have to escape. <laughs> if you're ever out somewhere, some crazy person comes talking crap right to your face. As I told you, someone just got shot in the head over a road rage incident. So, but I'm talking about a controlled environment like jujitsu, boxing, you're in a ring or you're, or you're, you know, rolling on the mats with a trainer, with a teacher. But when it's online, when you get those, use them to toughen up. And if there's some truth in them, use them to adjust your life. So if someone makes fun of you for being too skinny, for being too fat, for being this, ask a doctor if they're right. Don't ask me. I'm not a judge. I'm not a medical doctor, but your medical doctor will tell you, you know, some people are big bone and some people are fat. Some people are, and if you're super overweight or super underweight, it ain't healthy, you die younger. You get metabolic problems. Let's not kid ourselves. 
Now, some people got gland. That's why I said, ask a damn doctor. Go to be like, hey, a lot of people are saying this about my body. I'm too skinny. I'm too fat. I'm blah, blah, blah. If the doctor, you go into the doctor and he checks you out and he goes, mm, you need do need to lose 20 pounds or you need to gain 20 pounds, then listen to the damn doctor and be thankful you got those negative comments because they pushed you to health. 